my brethren and my sister and everybody else. I am so excited. To wait, 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 wait. Who else? Who else? <laughs> who doesn't fall into Well, there's some category? people, but there are some people who don't uh, identify themselves as brethren or sistren. I don't uh. know what, what, what that term is, but I'm trying to be sensitive to everyone. And I don't want to say, and the rest, so... <laughs> so i'm excited to be back kevin just tell everybody what show this is this is tv channeling we are well we're off to a great start but you know what's funny this reminds me of a story of like how uh you know how different uh singers have banter with the audience and um there's this thing of i don't know what concert tour it was but i saw someone talking about the fact that um celine dion would basically at one point there's a song in her set where she says this song is dedicated to all the uh uh, children out there and to all the parents and so wait and then somebody's like wait isn't that everybody isn't everybody either a child or (laughs) does that cover everybody on the planet (laughs) like this is just for you guys just in these two categories Look, she was trying to make it special. Sometimes people should just leave folks alone. Leave people alone. She's trying to make it special. Instead of saying, this is for everyone, I'm speaking directly to you, parents, and kids, you hear me too. Doesn't that sound more personalized? That's all of us. That is not a special song. Oh, God. You know, this is just for all my fans who breathe. This is just for you guys. Just for you. Well, well, now that you've 86, any chances of Celine Dion ever coming on TV channeling? <laughs> well, because she is a fan, so I, I know she'll forgive us. Exactly. Okay. Just just keep quiet now while you're ahead, sir. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the business hand because we've gotten off to a crazy start. Yeah, right. we got two new shows to review. I am super psyched, and I also want to thank NBC, uh, NBC, for reaching out you to rock. us <laughs> and giving us screeners of not one but two of their newest sitcoms that are going to be airing Tuesdays on NBC. And so the first one up we're going to review is Young Rock, and that's going to air Tuesdays at eight. PM. All right, so let me give you uh, the synopsis provided to us. Uh, a look at the uh, formative years of superstar Dwayne The Rock Johnson as he grows up through life. Wow, that couldn't be more generic, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Someone got paid to write that. All right, okay, again, I'm already hating. I'm already hating. So t- what did you think of NBC's Young Rock? If anybody was hankering for a hunk of, not cheese, but a hunk of the 80s, that, that's an 80s reference. Did you get that right there? That I, hanker for a hunk of cheese? I did not. Yeah, remember in between on... Oh, my God. On, oh, my God. Remember? No, I started thinking I hankered for a hunk of cheese. Okay, yes. Cheese, yes. <laughs> That's an 80s reference, so it was totally appropriate. If you are hankering for a hunk of the 80s, this is something you may want to take a look at. It also was, a hunk of the 90s, too, because the show actually and takes the place 90s. in a, a couple of... It takes place in three different time frames. Exactly. Three different time frames. It's present day. Oh, I'm sorry, the four, 80s four, four, four. It takes place in the future. It takes place oh, in, yeah. in 1982. It takes place in 1987. And it takes mm-hmm. place in the 90s. And then also, the future is 2032. 
That that when yes. he's actually yeah. So he's actually running. It starts with a, the this whole show is basically a series of flashbacks. So his story, you know, this is based off of his story, but it's a sitcom. So it's it it is looking back at what made the Rock quote today, but today is twenty thirty two. It's kind of like so how they, I met your Dwayne Johnson. Exactly. Exactly. Although, you know, let me say this. You could have done a damn better job for 2032. It looked like 2021. Okay. I don't well, you know, see. Well, you except- know how you could. T- no, Tachi. You know, how I could tell it was the future is there was two things in technology. One, somebody has like an iPad that's like clear. Right. That's translucent. And, uh-huh. Yeah. And then on the bus, uh, his uh, campaign bus actually is like has live like video on the it's like projected. Like there's a huge screen on the bus. So it's like moving and the uh, rock is winking and waving at people as the bus goes by down the street. So I guess that is indicating it's the future. So I, but that is a, okay, I get it. That's really only about what, 10 years from now? Yeah. uh, Bus technology is off the charts, Taji. (laughs) Are we even going to be taking buses anymore? (laughs) Those future buses. And um, also the iPads are clear. So fine. I've been crossing my fingers for clear iPads for so long, Taji. I mean, well, I'm sure you have, but they really couldn't come up with something a little more fantastical. That doesn't say future because that stuff is possible now. They just don't do it. So it's possible maybe the price is out of range of what we want to do, but you could really easily do an LED thing on the outside of the bus and that would work. They Come on. I I think they could have done something more to say 2032. I'm not expecting them to do... Go ahead. I was say, we're, we're going to be real about this. I mean, the show does not look expensive. It's a film show, but they nope. are like not. Sp- they did not spend a lot of money on this, and they spent all this- the money on the film. Yeah, this is a pilot, so I'm pretty shocked that they did not put more into it visually. It looked to me pretty janky, mundane. At yeah, it was just mundane. It was like a regular show. So I was looking, I'm like, yeah, they did spend money on some Kodak film stock, but that money may have been better spent in coming up with some <laughs> some technology that actually says we are in the future. I'm just saying. iPad and bus, that doesn't say it to me. I digress. So they uh, actually have one part, one part that I want to focus on is this part in the 80s. If you were, now Kevin knows this, but you all may not. I was a WWF, it's now WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment, but back in the 80s, it was WWF, World Wrestling Federation. I was a WWF fanatic, my sister and I, and it wasn't just us. All kids really grew up loving wrestling to the point that they had, do you remember the uh, the WWF cartoon they had on Saturday mornings? Yes, I do. Okay, and some of the 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 usual suspects that were in that cartoon were there too. Andre the Giant, Junkyard Dog. Um, oh, who was the other one? Ah, oh, I should have written Sheik. all of them down. Iron Sheik, yes, Iron Sheik. So it's like anybody who was anybody in the uh, in the wrestling era so far that we've seen was there, and apparently, and his father really was a a wrestler. Yeah, and he I mean, was I actually guess... known as uh, the Soul Man, uh, Rocky mm-hmm. Johnson. Rocky Johnson, exactly, exactly. Who has since passed away. But, and in fact, at the end of the episode, I don't know if you saw, there was a tribute to his father, it was Dwayne Johnson when he was little on his dad's shoulders. 
So yes, that, I that, that, that was, that, that cool. was a nice touch. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so we basically go back to 1982 and we see, like, a, I guess, like a 10 year old uh, Dwayne Johnson watching his father in the ring with his mother. And we kind of get the impression that his father is kind of a dreamer. He, uh, he, you know, plays the game where he makes it look like he's super rich, but of course he's not super rich. They're living like in a, they're staying in a hotel, like a, a crappy hotel. And, um, he makes promises to his son that he doesn't keep simple things. Like we're going to go to ice cream after we stop off, uh, at my mom's place. But then he ends up, uh, ditching his son to go, uh, to a tiki bar with Andre the giant and his other wrestling, uh, relatives. So apparently he was related to like the iron Sheik. Uh, and uh, uh, I forget who the the Samoans or whatever he's related to them. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah. And as well as the like uh, the junkyard dog. Apparently, they were related to them him too. And of course, because of you know the whole pretend nature of uh, the wrestling thing, that they of course don't know each other when you know on uh, on WWE. Right. I mean, I I actually found that fascinating because even though you, I watched it religiously, you don't know the whole background of it and what, you know, it was like. And it's funny because at one point, Dwayne, small Dwayne, little Dwayne says, what does it matter? It's all fake anyway. Everybody just stopped and looked at him <laughs> like fake. And then what? they said, what? And then Andre the Giant comes and picks him up and like lifts him so far off the ground because, you know, Andre the Giant was like seven foot something. And he was like, does this feel fake to you? And he's like, no. Ah, and, he's, and he says, uh, well, he's like, don't ever use the F word again. Now we hug. So it was like it was always very forgiven. It was it was super cute. All right. So um, let's see. And then we move to we, we move from that time period to uh, the rock in high school because there's this whole thing in 1987. We see that he is shoplifting to get uh, the coolest clothes because he doesn't want to look poor. And um, they, you know, obviously aren't doing that well financially. His mother's working as a uh, as a housekeeper, and um, his father is off signing autographs someplace. And he took the car with him, so he has to take the bus to school. His mother has to take the bus to her cleaning jobs, and he's not really happy with his dad. And um, we get to another one of the parts of the show that I just kind of felt like, why I don't. I hate when comedies and there's a uh, of like a a through line or like a thing now where all these comedies just have these things in them that are just so stupid that they take you at least they take me out of it uh if you're trying to tell a story that's supposed to be based kind of in reality just mm-hmm. for a momentary laugh they just do something that makes zero sense and to me yanks you right out of whatever kind of relationship you're trying to foster between us the audience and these characters so uh Dwayne uh has $103 saved up he's talking to his best friend at the pizza place they both work at and he's saying that you know he wanted to buy a car but he can't find any uh, uh, cars for sale in the paper that are $103. And so there's this really kind of grungy looking guy in the pizza place that says, oh, you want to buy a car? I got a car. And so um, he sells him his, you know, uh, beat up Thunderbird uh, that's a total rust bucket for $103. So we cut to Dwayne and his friend cruising around uh, the streets in his brand new, well, it's new to him, 
<laughs> previously owned uh, car. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they're startled by the guy who apparently was asleep in the back seat who says, hey, where are we going? And just like, wait, so you guys have been driving around all this time and you don't see this full grown man literally two inches away from you? Not so only that, you don't smell this full-grown man. Exactly. So, oh, if that isn't enough, it gets worse. So then later, we get a scene where he, um he gets to a party and he opens the trunk to get his backpack out of it because he wants to change into the nice clothes that he stole, and um he's startled by the uh another homeless guy who's asleep in the trunk. Oh my! Wait. So you open the trunk. You put your bag in the trunk and you didn't notice that giant guy who was asleep in the back. I just, it was like they did the same joke twice and it was just beyond stupid. And I just like wondered why. It wasn't even funny. No, you really had to suspend disbelief to believe. I was like, I thought I had missed something. I was like, did he just put his, I said, did I turn away that? quickly did he just put his bag in the back and then notice that there was or did he put his bag in the back and then no he opens the trunk and he he pulls the bag out and then the guy like ah so just like well that's what i thought so i rewound either way let's say that let's say that you're right tachi he put his bag in the back seat then he still didn't notice the guy that was in the back seat. So, no, I believe he put the bag in the trunk and didn't notice the guy in the trunk, just like he didn't notice the guy who was in the back seat as they were driving all around all over the city. I just, like, it's not a big car. So there were three whole grown men in there, okay, three. And none of the, all of these people are kind of vagabonds. They probably haven't washed in weeks. You mean to tell me something didn't say the hell and you didn't take a look through? Okay, granted, at the time he was supposed to be 15, which I'm like, okay, also, why are you driving in your 15? <laughs> you had to be 16 at least to drive. Maybe you had a permit and it, it's still the States because he grew up in Hawaii, but it, it's still the States. I don't get it. But I, yeah, that was just a, a little bit odd. I'm like, they could have done something better writing wise with that. Oh yeah, oh way better. It was it was just so clunky. And again, the biggest crime of all, not funny. And so you're suspending disbelief for a joke that's not even funny. I I I'm just kind of baffled, honestly. Oh, so then we jump forward to the nineties where Dwayne is uh going to the University of Miami on a scholarship and um he's surprised when it turns out that his dad has actually gone to his uh gym where the other football players are before he gets there to quote unquote talk him up. And he tells all the guys that his son is going to be on a Wheaties box. And so when they start asking him about it, of course it's a lie. So he claims that he's uh, actually going to, uh, it's going to, he's going to be on the Wheaties box in Asia. And so then one of the guys is like, Oh, that's cool. Cause I have a fan. I have family there. So I have that. Um, uh, he goes, Oh, you mean, uh, I think you meant your family's in South Asia. I meant mm-hmm. like North Asia. And they're like, yeah, you don't know. You're, you're lying to the wrong people about, uh, ge- geography. And so, um, uh, so then some guys are laughing at him at the gym. So he's going to show them all. And he basically starts bench pressing and everybody starts watching him. And he basically, 
basically breaks the record, which was, uh, I think it was like 25 reps. So he does like 26 or something like that reps and everybody. So everybody forgets about the lies and it's all good. And so um, he basically, so it, it cuts to him, like, you know, thanking his dad in the, you know, uh, in the dedication for the lessons he learned, you know, uh, uh, from him even though his father was kind of sketchy in several ways that but he kind of it helped shape him into the man he is today okay can i just kind of go back i feel like they tried to cram too much into this pilot episode so that nothing ever really gets developed the boy was shoplifting I would have loved to know, does this turn into a career thing? Does this, it doesn't, well, it just no, kind oh, of. But remember, he was over shoplifting because the guy who was in the back seat, Waffle, basically told him it was wrong and that he should focus on family than impressing girls with cool clothes. So he decides not to go to the party that he uh, to, to, to get his dream girl. He ends up going to, uh, in his uh, hoopty car to pick up his mom from the bus stop from her uh, yeah, uh, that's true. job. That, so that's that was true. The, so that's the end. That that part of his life is over, Tachi. Waffle taught him a valuable life. That's another thing. Let's talk about Waffle. So Waffle, the guy who was in the back seat, who taught him this valuable life lesson and changed the the uh, the direction of his life, dies in the middle of a sentence while talking to the Rock, and um, that's the end of that the Waffle, and that's the end of that story. And so again, for a joke. That was super silly. They killed off that character like that. So maybe in real life, maybe in real life, the homeless man that was living in the back of Rock's car that he bought that day died while in the middle of a sentence. My guess is no. But who dies like that? I mean, that was so... It was so comedic, but it was so stupid. And then, so he also loses the car because the guy dies in the car. So he calls the police uh, and says that, you know, uh, uh, there's a dead guy in the back of uh, an abandoned car. And so the his $103 is gone. And so, so he can't even pick up his mom from her job anymore. So it just, it was like, really? I don't. It, it that just doesn't make good sense because it's like all right well yeah it's a hoopty car but it's something that you could have done something with just call the police and say you say what happened but no you'd abandoned it okay maybe that was a 15 year old thing to do i don't know but i just found it in- incredible <laughs> it just, well also remember like, this, he dies this... literally he gets home he drives home and that's nothing that makes no sense. So where was Waffle? What was this? What was supposed to happen? He um he goes Waffles in the back seat. He goes to pick up his mother, who's at the bus stop waiting for a bus in the middle of the night to go uh, from her housekeeping uh, job. And uh, he he tells his mom, "I got this car, and you know I'm gonna be helping out more. I know I was focused on me before, but after talking to Waffle for two minutes, I'm gonna be a better son, and I'm gonna chip in uh and focus on the family." So that's all great. And so then they get home. His mother gets out of the car to go inside. And so he's chatting with Waffle in the car for two seconds and then Waffle dies. So does he go inside and talk to his mother like, hey, that homeless guy that you just met is dead. What should I do? No, he just drives the car somewhere and calls on his payphone and says, uh, this abandoned car has a dead guy in it. So I guess that was supposed to be funny, but it was just like. That was not funny. It didn't feel like reality, and it didn't feel funny. No, it didn't. You know, it's one thing if it's fantasy and it's funny. Was not funny. I, you know, I. 
it, it, again, we don't, I don't know all the events and that something like that or similar could have really happened. But in my opinion, did that story piece need to be that or that set piece need to be there to progress the story forward? Did well, Waffle again, need to Waffle be there? Waffle gave such sage advice in the four minutes that he knew him. It forever changed his life, Tachi. So we had to have Waffle on the show. Or they could have done it another way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to dare to ask the question <laughs> that I normally ask every, every okay. time I review something. So, Tachi. Okay. What is when that? It, when it comes to NBC's Young Rock, are you going to keep uh-huh. watching or are you going to change the channel? I'm sorry. I have found no joy <laughs> in, in watching this show. Zero joy in watching this show. I thought, you know, there. it is cool that there was some nostalgic stuff going on, such as the wrestlers from the 80s. That was something that I was able to connect with. Uh, the fact that I live in, the, in South Florida and he went to the University of Miami. Not that they showed anything or any, because I, I mean, I'm never on their campus, but it's just interesting that there, you know, all those little connections. But it was not, I didn't find, this is a sitcom. I didn't find anything particularly funny. I don't know what's going on with writers nowadays. And granted, it is very difficult to write on a schedule and be funny all the time and always hit it. I get it. No disrespect to you, but this was not funny. I I was, I, I did not crack a smile the entire time except to say, oh, that's cool wrestlers from WWF. <sighs> Kevin, I'll ask you the same question as if I can't ascertain what you're going to say. Ooh, the jury's when still out. When it comes to, well, the jury's still out. Okay, let's wait on pins and needles or fish or whatever. When it comes to NBC's Young Rock, are you going to keep walking? Walking. Yeah, walking. Are you going to keep watching or are you going to change the channel? Ah, I'm going to take you to church for a second. A change is going to come. Yes, well, I am changing the channel immediately. <laughs> immediately. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the well, Lord. I am changing the channel. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my God. This was not fun. It was diff. The show was like 24 minutes long, and it was it was a slog to get through it. And um, But you know what? I do it for you. I do it for love. Um, but anyway, um, you know, if you are like a hard core Dwayne Johnson fan, if you're related to him or he's paying your bills or something, then I think you should watch this show. Um, if you're a huge fan of like 80s wrestling, you might want to check it out to basically kind of get a vibe of what it was like behind the scenes. But again, that 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 scene that gives you that vibe of the behind the scenes of what the life was like literally is in the first five minutes of the show. So after you watch those first five minutes and you see an actor playing the Iron Sheik and you see somebody playing um, Andre the Giant pick up somebody playing Young Rock, then you too can change the channel. <laughs> or you know we, we've already told you so you can make your own decision as to whether or not you're going to even switch it on yeah oh yeah if yeah but but i'm saying if you're a hard core fan 
I mean, you, yeah. you go deep, you go way deep and way back for The Rock, then you might want to watch it. But I, I honestly feel that you got all, you'll get all you need of The Young Rock in this first episode. You don't need to watch any more episodes because you basically see him in different points of his life and you see that, like, oh, you see the drive and determination that's going to take to make him a, 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 a huge wrestling star and um, ultimately a movie star. Uh, when he's in college, you see the moment that basically changed him from his life of shoplifting crime uh, with Waffle. You see that pivotal moment. You see that his wife, that his father was not a good guy. That was kind, of, and his mother had to lie to basically, you know, build him up. So you got you got the backstory. You're, I feel like we got it all in those twenty-four long, long minutes. One last thing, I feel like you know I was make comparisons to other shows that are there. And I mean, actually, that's when, you, when you're pitching a show, they'll ask you, well, what is this show like? And you basically tell them, this is the intersection between A and B. It feels like they were trying to pull a mixed-ish here, which is the backstory for Blackish of uh, Bo or Rainbow, the mother who, uh, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross on Blackish. And if you've ever watched Mixed-ish, it's like, basically the backstory of how she grew up on a commune and that type of thing. So it feels like they were going for that type of vibe. Although, you know, the rock is real and Tracy Ellis Ross's character is fictional, but it feels like that's what they were trying to go for, but they just overdid it. There was way too much. There was way too much in this pilot episode. I think they may have had a better chance had they, dissected it a little more and spent some more time developing the characters well why smash talk- everything i was Go gonna ahead. say if you talk about that whole mixed ish kind of vibe they don't even talk about any kind of racial thing like the uh culture maybe a culture clash between his african-american father and his samoan mother they don't really do- deal with any of that uh maybe they will in the future but uh, or rock having any problem with, uh, you know, being of uh, mixed ancestry. It doesn't seem to be a thing. So I don't know. I, I don't know who this. Sh- I guess, again, I think this show is for the hard core fan. Hardcore. Yeah. Good. Godspeed to you. If you're and a his own relatives. Fan. I mean, I guess if you're if you're going to be in, if, if you were related to him or you were his best friend in high school, you might want to watch it to see who they got to play you. But other than that, I don't know why you would be watching this. Mm-mm. Anyway. Thank you. No, thank you. All right. So let's move on to uh, the other new NBC comedy that's coming to Tuesday. Uh, it's going to air uh, Tuesdays at 830. It is Keenan, starring Keenan Thompson from SNL. And he plays a recently widowed dad uh, who tries to raise his kids with his uh, um, uh, father-in-law. So, what did you think of Keenan? <laughs> Is that the provided synopsis? Yes. Okay. So, well. I just, again, they are working so hard to give you a true kind of depiction of what you're, what the, they're really trying to entice you. And so, I don't know, if that doesn't have you on the edge of your seat, I don't know what will. <laughs> Budget cuts with COVID, apparently. Anyway. I, uh, we, we cannot ignore that Don Johnson looks so damn good. I was like, uh, you still look this good. Yeah. He is the grandfather, um, uh, of, uh, of, uh, Kenan's, uh, children. He has twins. I'm like, 
Yeah, he, he still, actually looked he looked really good. Um, he, he did. He, he did. looks phenomenal. He doesn't look. You know how sometimes you see celebrities that look phenomenal, but they got worked up. They Nothing. got a lot of help. No, he looks like himself. He doesn't look he's played or messed his face up. Uh, no, he looks great. Uh, hair just a flowing. I ex- I have expected him to come out in some pastels and a uh, blazer with rolled up sleeves. That's what I was waiting for. He still looks that good. So Don Johnson, I just has to have to say, is phenomenal. So they live in ATL. This is kind. This makes sense. It is a modern day depiction of it, even though it's like a, I guess a, a morning program. So that could take place anywhere. It could be like Good Morning uh, Paducah. Kentucky. Yeah, his show, the but, show that he hosts is uh, called Wake Up Keenan. Well, Wake Up With Keenan. Oh, Wake Up With Keenan, sorry. Yeah, well, or Wake Up Keenan. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it's in Atlanta, and I think that kind of makes sense. You, you know, and you all know out there that I spend a lot of time in Atlanta because of production, and it's really a production hub. There are so many opportunities in terms of those things. If you just go on any given day uh, to listings, they're, they're going to be looking for hosts for this and hosts for that. So it just really makes sense that Atlanta is the market that he is in. Um, I think so. The, the basic thing is he's trying not to, it, it brought up something very interesting. He has been actively trying not to talk about his wife. His wife is deceased and he has not been dealing with it. And apparently, according to him, his way of dealing things with things is not to deal with it. So his father-in-law keeps saying something and his, his friend, I don't know. I still don't understand why he's there, but his friend who is the, uh, a co-host, uh, with him or a co cast member on SNL. Um, is he still on there or is he gone? Yeah, they're both still on SNL. And, um, okay. I, I think it's 17 years reason. or 17, yeah. And 17 so seasons. The, yeah. So the other guy I think plays his, uh, brother or cousin or something, something like some freeloader. So he's, he's there. W- what really struck me about this is the way that it, it really called up the fact that black men still don't feel comfortable with counseling, even with something as devastating as the loss of a spouse, that black men, and this is just black people, we have been socialized that A, all we need is Jesus, right? B, we're strong so we can handle anything. If we came through slavery, there's no reason you can't handle this. But that doesn't mean it's still not detrimental. So there's this narrative in different black communities that you don't need counseling. And you know, it's it's very uh, you know tragic that that narrative exists. But you see this play out on, sc- uh, on screen. The fact that and they don't mention because he's black, but... We notice he's black, and this is a theme in many black communities that you don't go and tell other people your problems, that you handle it yourself, that part of being a man is handling it. In fact, when he screamed, you remember that that he made a scream because I guess his father-in-law scared him or something like that? And his kids came out and said, we thought we heard a girl scream. So he really made a big deal of, no, 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 I think you think you heard a grown man scream like make like making a big deal out of being less than a man and being less than a man for some or what's emasculating for some is having to go and seek help. So I thought that that was an interesting theme that was brought up. First of all, 
I mm-hmm. love the fact that you are looking with at this with a serious critical eye. <laughs> and are talking about this character and what he's suffering and what it says about the larger black experience. I love that, Tachi. I think we both were watching different shows because... I was like, thank you, but... What I was watching was like not based in reality in any kind of way. And so there was another... There was a part that even the way they, they we learned that his wife is deceased is so clunky and sitcom-y because after he lets out that girlish scream, his two little girls who were asleep in bed with him uh, get up to say, you know, uh, oh, was that, you know, was that, uh, was there a woman here? We heard her scream. And he said, you know you're the only uh ladies in my life uh he uh, he says uh no female parental unit is gonna uh you know is gonna be there to, like you know to, uh uh is gonna is gonna be wait wait no uh a female uh parental figure is going to like you know uh replace anyone and so the right. girls are all like oh dad that's what you got out of your self-help books you know after mom died and just like Ugh. Just nobody talks like this. Yeah. Nobody, it just like is so clunky, and the fact that he would refer to his his dead wife as a female parental figure just it just seems so stupid. There's so many things that don't make any sense. Now, so we're told that his wife died over a year ago, but we have this whole thing like at work on his show that it's awkward that he won't talk or or tell personal stories as if he doesn't still have personal stories about being a single dad raising two girls so the idea that he's been back to work it's been over a year and that he's still awkward and touchy when a co-host mentions something uh about his wife or or some story that he had told about his wife in the past and he kind of gets freaked out on air that didn't feel honest or genuine because to me they Mm -hmm. wanted to have it both ways they wanted to have it have have his her death happened long ago enough that we can still have stories about him dating and moving on but we want to still be so close that it's still so raw so those two things don't add up there's another scene that does the exact same thing where it's just like oh it's been over a year then he goes to a coffee uh uh, shop to get some coffee and like we have your usual usual order uh uh black coffee for you and a macchiato for your wife and like wait a minute so you're telling me this famous man who's on a today type show in atlanta that's called like the like basically today atlanta and he's famous. His wife died a year ago. He gets coffee every day, at least once a day. And they still don't know that his wife is dead. And they're giving him two coffees. Well, and it could. Yeah, I mean, that's very incredible. But it it could be if I'm to make an excuse that because he doesn't deal with it and talk about it, he never even mentioned to them that that was the case and so even if they know they're just behaving as if uh-uh. they don't uh-uh. Uh-uh. Sorry, I, look, I, look, i'm just no. look no. i'm just trying uh-uh. to help no uh-uh. i'm just Can't. trying to help no. here uh-uh no uh-uh. <laughs> wait. uh-uh uh-uh no wait. some dj uh-uh. run with wait. that <laughs> remix <laughs> wait, that wait <laughs> wait I'll, I'll tell i'll tell dean i'll tell dj d nice to remix that in the next, uh, uh-uh. club, club, no. club quarantine uh-uh. no uh-uh uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> no <laughs> Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. If you don't want to talk about, you don't want to go into something with a barista about. You're like, uh, the the first time that happens after your wife dies, you go to get your coffee. And, oh, and your usual for your wife. You know, my my wife has kicked the coffee habit, so from now on, just coffee for one. 
that takes care of this. Not a year and a half later, are am I still getting two coffees, Tachi? No. Well, Kevin, uh-uh, you, no. Clearly, you're not writing for the show, and they've made a huge mistake by that being the case. Um, I want to do. I do want to talk about this again. I'm going to the kind of, in a way, serious side for this. I don't like the tropes that are there. So going back to him and in the house, he's, you know, taking care of the girls. He makes the sandwiches and gets the bags ready. He's putting their homework in their backpack. Right. And, but it's, it's made a big deal. All the different cuts, this whole montage of him saying of if that basically says he takes care of his girls after his wife passes away, this poor man, this is, I'm not trying to be funny, but this is what you're supposed to do anyway. And so these are the things that we often don't see in the men doing in the media. So if they're doing it, there has to be some reason why. So men should be insulted that this is not, I mean, a lot, many don't, some don't, but there are a lot that do. So men in general should be insulted that this is not something that they do unless forced to because their wife is not there. And uh, it just, it, that's, that bothered oh, me and, and a little bit. And women should be insulted because he's getting celebrated for doing the thing that they always do. And, right, and it's exactly. Not, not getting a montage of a mom um, making sandwiches Never. for her, her kids or laying their clothes out for school. We see all that to show that how he's a dedicated dad who's doing that. And so the crazy thing to me is. I'm like, I and so the, you're supposed was, to do that. And he's doing that at like four o'clock in the morning because he has a morning show. But the what makes no sense to me also is the whole reason why Dwayne Johnson is there. Not Dwayne Johnson. Don Johnson of other show. Duh, uh-uh. No. <laughs> Don Johnson Make is there remixes. is to help him raise his uh, 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 grandchildren. And so he's asleep, not helping or not making a lunch or anything. He so is that useless. That doesn't make it. Why is he even there? And another thing. He that is just, just sitting there beautiful and useless. That's why he's there. Eye candy. He's there for eye candy. And so another thing that to, to me that just seemed really just clunky like i don't understand these the writers of this it's just so stupid and it just maybe this one rub, didn't rub you the wrong way but there's a thing where um at the I first day we're seeing the, well, the first day we see of their life um uh that evening after he snapped at a colleague at work about you know asking him to tell a story about his dead wife on air um he's making dinner because he's a great dad uh, Don Johnson is he's watching TV because he's he's made a bet on uh what's gonna happen on This Is Us. I like to meet that bookie who's doing who's taking bets on plot <laughs> twists on This Is Us, another NBC show. So right? I thought that was ridiculous. So the idea that he worked all day from five I and mean, he comes home and makes another day. A lot of women don't do that. But again, Don Johnson is there. It'd be different if he wasn't there, but he's there. So what's the point of him being there? So there's that. Useless so the that, and beautiful. And beautiful. But what, what bugged me was this. So then um, one of his uh, daughters, his twin daughters, grabs his phone and he's like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm ordering something for the bake sale from Uber Eats. And so he's like, no, um, that's not right. I will make something. I, um, you know, I will bake something for the bake sale. So I thought, okay, it's, it's a, it's typical whenever on a TV show, there's, uh, there's always bake sales because there's always a thing where a kid tells their parent, 
uh, right before they go to bed. By the way, tomorrow's a bake sale. And you need to make 100 brownies or something like that. And so I thought, like, wow, that's pretty typical um, from a, for a sitcom. But uh, so I thought that was weird. But I'm like, all right, so he's going to make the cookies and, like, maybe burn them or whatever. Then we cut to the next day. Um, and the daughter uh, is mentioned something about like, you know, uh, the bake sale and he goes, Oh, well, again, I told you I'm going to make something. And so then the following day, um, he reveals that he made a pie with a cake inside for the bake sale. And then everybody's mad a when pie Don John takes a, a cake in. And so everybody's mad that, that, uh, that Don John takes a bite out of it. Like, Oh, that was for the bake sale. I'm like, wait a minute. So you're telling me three days ago. This girl in the middle of the night was going to order something from Uber Eats for the bake sale that was four days away. Mm. That makes zero sense. Now, if she would have talked to you, she would have said, hey, dad, can I order something from Uber Eats for the bake sale? It's on Friday and today is Monday and I'm telling you now, no. That it, it just it doesn't make any sense. Why was she gonna order? She was gonna order like so. She was gonna order some cupcakes and then have them sitting there from like Monday to all the Kids way till no Friday bad. when the bake sale was. Kids with no boundaries. First of all, you're not picking up any parent's phone to order any damn thing from Uber Eats without asking permission. What are you doing? I'm ordering to no. The hell you aren't. Pick up my phone and to no. So that's already just bad home training. Number one. Number two. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't make any good sense. It's that it's they're going to be stale. They, 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 clearly, somebody doesn't. I don't know who it is that's writing, but whoever's writing is somebody that doesn't know a damn thing about bake sales, parenting, and and the way things work. You cannot do some research if you don't know. If you don't know, yeah, it would have made it would have made sense if she was going to order from Uber Eats if the bake sale was the next morning. That would have made sense. But no, it's literally day it's like about 4 days like I think like 3 to 4 days passed before the cuz the 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 e- that evening like 3 days later is when he's made the pie cake of the cake pie thing, the pie with it's wait, called the pie a, with the cake It's inside. called a pie cake in a pie cake in and so it's gonna be the next day at school that so that's four days so four days ago so that would be like monday night i need um i want to order a bake goods for our bake sale on friday i just like just stuff like that what even at a table read i don't understand why they're like this makes no sense this is just straight up stupid also can we please talk about the morning show and even the segments are stupid. So basically Keenan does his introduction where he says like, I don't care. Like his catchphrase is, I don't care where you sleep as long as you, and the audience says it with him, wake up with Keenan. And they all clap. And so, uh, uh, one of his co-hosts is all like, she's at they. They're talking about this bakery that makes the pie cake in her cake pie, and and then and then he walks over to her where they have this whole big setup. He takes a bite of it and like, all right, yeah, that was great. And they go to commercial and just like, wait, so the segment was them just taking one bite of this thing that some bakery makes in Atlanta. What what TV show has that segment? Then we have this uh, comedian. I forget what her name is. Who's playing the sportscaster? Uh, on their today like yes. show she would never ever be cast as this she would never be a sport there would that sportscaster does not exist in anybody's reality so that mm. was just weird that they chose her and then also okay i don't know if this is wrong to discuss but you've talked about you i'm only doing this so don't come for me listeners because tachi's done this in the past if you're gonna come for me come for her Come for her. I'm using you as cover, Tachi. Now, You're no friend. 
the 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 Keenan's boss, the wig they have on her uh, that they got from Party City. Yes. I was like, why do they get her this like ninety nine cent store wig? So and then I but I thought I thought, well, it can't get cheaper than that. And then uh there's a scene where Keenan goes to answer the door. And then he swings open the door, and we see the world's fakest across-the-street background painting behind the his boss who comes to uh, talk to him. I Literally, if they had some some kindergartners do it with finger paint, it would have looked more realistic. I'm like, this is a filmed show. This show was like, this pilot was filmed like a year or so ago. They had time to touch it up. They had time to work on it. And they did not. Mm-mm, they spent too much money on the film. <laughs> I'm telling you, people, go digital. If if it's going to be the difference between you having looking something real, something realistic looking in the background and film, use digital. Use some a red camera. Use something that is just going to pop. I I don't I don't see really anymore. In fact, I don't see any need to buy film stock and shoot on film. It just doesn't make sense with as good as digital cameras are. But because people still think with an old school mindset, oh no, well we want that cinematic look and a fake background. How did that serve you? Well, Can I talk even, about something? Okay, well, I just want to say quickly. Let me say like it wasn't even good. It was be different. If it was like a good looking film. It didn't even look good. It didn't even look pretty. Like this is beautiful cinematography. So you may as well no. do it on digital. So what were you gonna say? Well, I was going to say, going back to the whole tropes thing, I don't like that, okay, his co-host is is that is the stupid white girl trope. Mm-hmm. That bothers me so much. Just dumb and, uh, well, not that bright, shall we say, very daft. Oh, a dumb and, and a blonde. Yeah, no, she's a dumb blonde. And blonde. So it's, just, it's, it's, no, there's all kinds of stupidity in this pilot. Another stupid thing is this. So he, uh, when he's flustered and he's being asked to talk about his, uh, uh, tell personal stories and he ends up start talk, talk about his wife and he ends up kind of upsetting one of the, the, this guest who is a doula or like, you know, a midwife and he ends up stumbling and he accidentally says, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, it's not like I said, uh, like I said, Beyonce is fat, and then there's just a hush comes over everybody, and then so we hear that everybody's mad and coming for him on Twitter and stuff like that. So we cut to the next episode of the show, and he's starting the show, and he's like, uh, he goes, it doesn't matter where you slept as long as you, and then they cut to the audience all sitting there with their arms folded all mad. And so, so that's clearly for the joke, but what makes no sense to me is this. This is a morning show. So this means these people who are furious at him got up at five o'clock in the morning, brushed their hair and their teeth with different increments. Uh, But anyway, they did that. (laughs) They got in their car. They drove to a studio, waited in line, got seated and sat down. They're there to be mad at him because he called Beyonce fat, they think. Right, exactly. Why would you so just not you, come? But you, you Why came would you back? not go? You would just not go to the show. You wouldn't be. You would. But, the audience would be empty. It wouldn't be people sitting there, black women with their arms folded, all angry. Exactly. Nobody has time for that. In fact, that that's exactly. I don't have time for that, and they would not go. And why did they have to? Even though they're trying to make it a joke, if you're going to do that and come for Beyonce like that, why would you make it about body image and that type of thing? I think that's stupid. What they should have said is, it's not like I said Beyonce can't sing. 
That right there. That would have made more sense. Would have. That yeah, would have made, made a more lot sense. more. But they just oh, it's so clunky. So another thing that's so stupid. Okay, a thing we talked about with The Rock, and also what I just think is a pattern with a lot of sitcoms now is just things that just aren't remotely based in reality that just take you out. So finally, there's another. All of it's clunky, but there's this idea that the that his twins. Um, he has not talked about their mother for a year. And so finally the twins are like, why you never will say anything about mom. And so then, uh, tell us a story about mom. So first of all, the girls are old enough that they would have their own memories of their mom, but the way they position them is like their mother died in childbirth and they know nothing about her. And please tell us something about who this woman, this mysterious woman who gave birth to us was. So there's that angle that makes no sense how they're playing it. Then there's the thing when he finally does talk about his wife that makes, again, no sense. So the, so the thing is, they supposedly met on a sitcom where she played his mother, even though she was only three years younger than him. So even the, them saying it is weird. But then there's actually a flashback where we cut to her tucking him into bed, but it gets weirdly sexual because she's so insanely attracted to Keenan Thompson. <laughs> that as she's playing his mother, tucking him in on their show, she's practically making out with him, which is super gross and weird. And just like, I Terrible. don't Why? Why? A thousand times. Why? So one thing that, that was neat to see her is because it revealed that I thought like, okay, so his it's Don Johnson is, is the, is his, uh, is her father. But apparently her mother was black, so she's biracial. So, Correct. So anyway, so that was an interesting reveal. But other than that, I just like, why? I, to this whole thing, I, keep, I just kept yelling, why? As I was watching it, <laughs> why? Oh, you know, and I was yelling, uh-uh, no. Uh-uh, no. Uh-uh, 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 no. <laughs> the remix. The <laughs> remix. I, I, I'm very confused. Kevin, I don't know about you, but I'm very confused. Simply because you have the green light to do something doesn't always mean you should. And uh, there's a good reason, as you said, that Keenan continues to be a 17-season cast member on SNL. Because if this is your fate... I don't know what to tell you. No, very smart to stay uh, stay a member of the cast because it was really weird. Normally when people uh, who are who SNL uh, cast members, when they get a sitcom, it's deuces. They are on their way out. I'm going to go start my own sitcom and start printing up money. And uh, so when it was news that he had a sitcom and then it's like, but he's still going to be on SNL. It's just like after seeing it. Oh, yes. You keep your you keep your day job. Absolutely, because we don't know how long many episodes. It's and whoever's writing this, they need to. Oh, they need to be shown. Okay, whoever's in charge of a wigs and b writing, both everybody needs to be let go. Okay, see, this is another thing. They, I don't understand in this industry that Hollywood in general, with as much money that flows as as many checks as you count from. Ticket sales, box office receipts, uh, the the sponsorships. Not a damn one of you can manage to go and get proper wigs. There are people. 
that live, you know, that you know, some black women that, you know, are not of means that have better looking wigs than what you all managed to conjure up. And you'll spend a thousand dollars on something that looks like something that came from party city. And that's not just this show. That's in general, all of you. And I'm saying this out there, do better when it comes to wigs for people. Cause they just look terrible. And that wig she had on, she should be ashamed. I, I could not believe it. Anyway. All right, Tachi. Again, everybody is on the edge of their seats with suspense. When it comes to NBC's Keenan, are you going to keep watching or are you going to change the channel? Looking for my remote as I speak to change the damn channel. <laughs> I, I just, again, let's talk about lack of joy. I felt no joy when watching that. Nothing to me was funny. It was not realistic. And my thing is I get that sometimes sitcoms can be fantastical but this it just was not realistic they did not think it through i you know what i need to go and look up who the writers were and see what else they've done because they did not hit the mark with this one so no i will not be tuning in again there's no reason for me to sit through torture we're already in a pandemic okay and wait and if you're following them on linkedin immediately unfollow those writers because they are yeah you don't want them in your digital rolodex I'm not. I'm not. I don't think I'm following any writers on LinkedIn, to be honest. <laughs> so they're safe. They're safe. And you don't have to follow me either. I am not hurt if you don't follow me. Whatever. So, Kevin, when it comes to Keenan, will you continue to take in the torture? Excuse me. Will you continue to watch or will you be changing the channel expeditiously? Okay, I'm going to have to take you back to church. A change. Yes, sir. Is going to come. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Well. Well, well, well. Change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Tachi! You know what? I laughed harder and more than I want at either of these shows combined. That was... <laughs> That's exactly why we need to be writing for these I shows. Know. I know. Oh my god! We make no. ourselves crack up when the shows couldn't. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. How dreadful. Absol a oh, yeah, how dreadful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Am changing the channel on this. Such a huge two disappointments. Two disappointments mm. and shows led by, you know, uh, characters of color and just like, nope. But you know what? Uh, what it did show me is once this gets canceled, you need to basically bring Don Johnson back and have him be the captain of the Miami PD. And <laughs> and it's Miami Vice all over again. Yes. Look, I'm so there for it. See, the thing they've been doing, a lot of people have been doing such a, a terrible job with these reboots. But you think I wouldn't be here for a Miami Vice oh, my, too? Yeah, yeah, they need a Miami, or a Miami Vice Viser? Yeah, he is the captain, or oh, but that would be uh the police commissioner or whatever. That would be everything. I would so yeah, absolutely. What? what? As Picard says, make it so. All make right, it, NBC, make it so. Exactly. We're watching right, I, you. I can't believe we got to the end of another episode, and we didn't have. I can't any believe fun. we got through these shows. <laughs> I, know, I can't believe we, we got through these shows. <laughs> We didn't have any fun while watching either of those shows, but we had a good time talking to you guys and talking to each other. So, Tachi, let's wrap it up. How can people listen to our show other than how they're listening right now? 
Oh my goodness. You have so many options to listen to us. So there is like no excuse. If you'd like, you could listen to us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, WJMSRadio.com on Tuesdays and Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. And if you can't remember any of that, no worries. Go to our website, TVChanneling.com, where you can listen to past episodes and upcoming episodes drop, usually on Wednesdays or so. So just check us out. Keep checking. And... While you're there listening on your favorite podcast app, why would you not like and subscribe and leave a review? So please subscribe to us because that way you get all the new episodes first. You don't even have to worry because you're already subscribed. And then we would love it if you left a really nice review. That would absolutely help us out. So we'd appreciate it. And if you'd like to um, chat us up on social it's super easy to do. We because maybe somebody liked these shows. So maybe you ahead. did, and you want to come for us. Feel yeah. free. We're we're used mm-hmm. to being beaten up by TV show producers. Um, <laughs> so um, oh, we can, really are. <laughs> we really are. Sadly, it really is not um, a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram, and my personal favorite, Twitter. We are TV channeling everywhere, and we can't wait to hear from you. So if there's a show you'd like us to review, or something going on in pop culture you want to hear our take on, let us know. Let us know. Wow. We've come to the end of another yes, riveting, have. riveting. <laughs> on riveting? the edge of their seats, Tache. On the edge. I mean, but we had fun, if nothing else. <laughs> there was no joy in the programming, but we had fun. And once again, Brother Kevin, thank you so much for lighting up my afternoon. <laughs> oh, yes. And my highlight. and my sister and Tachi, you've <laughs> been a joy as per usual. Absolutely. We even went to church there for a moment twice. (laughs) So thank you all so much for listening. As you know, it is because of you that we do this and we appreciate you. So we're going to sign off the way we always do. Bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it. I can't can't even. I was going to say something and I can't even because these shows were just so deplorable but at least don johnson looked good cheers uh-huh yeah uh-huh yeah uh-huh 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 yeah <laughs> bye <laughs>